Welcome to the podcast, Breathing Korean. Here, you can take a moment and breathe in by listening to the inspirational messages from selected books in both English and Korean. Today, I'm gonna talk about a Korean book called Hyun Gim's Words of Love, written by Chol Hwa Park. The author Chol Hwa Park is a literary critic and was the last student of Hyun Gim who was one of the most renowned literary critics in the 70s and 80s in Korea. And he lived an intense but comparatively short life. One of his sayings was, literature is the deepest, most diverse, and delicate variation of the phrase I love you. And he reminded the author that criticism is not just the objective commentary, but also an exchange of warm love through language. The author, the student of Hyun Gim, wrote this book reflecting his memories with his teacher and shared the words of love with the world through the book. When I read it, it was interesting to see the consistent and very caring relationship between the author and Hyun Gim, as well as the brief history of modern Korean literature. Not only that, the author as a critic is not afraid of expressing his thoughts or disagreement with certain ideas of Hyun Gim and objectively analyzes Hyun Gim's works. Okay, then let me share with you Hyun Gim's words of love along with the author's criticism towards his teacher's works. I hope you enjoy listening. スイスンエバルンハンマディロナヌンドルサランガンダヌンゴシダ。クッテドヌンセゲイギドハゴタンシニギドハダ。イチェゲバヌンマルデリダワススンサイエサチョキンギドクチョロンポイチマンオチ
그는 미국 시인이자 소설가인 에드가 앨런 포의 시학에 열광한 것으로 유명한데 포의 문장을 읽었을 때 자신이 쓰고 싶었던 아니 오래전부터 써왔던 바로 그 문장이었다고 놀라며 밝히고 있다. 감히 말하거니와 나도 선생의 책을 읽었을 때 바로 내 이야기, 내가 쓰고 싶었던 바로 그 문장을 보는 것 같았다. What fascinated me in the book Phase of Korean Literature is the literary theory of him based on the existential experience. Along with the honesty of exposing his skeleton in the closet, an approach completely different from the enlightenment and rigorism of the Korean literature is the beauty of the book. Let me explain the reading experience here by taking the example of Charles Baudelaire, the poet of Flower of Evil, the origin of modern Western poetry. He's famous for being enthusiastic about the poem of Edgar Allan Poe, an American poet and novelist. He admitted that he was surprised by Poe's writing because it was just that sentence that he always wanted to write or had written for a long time. Dare to say, when I read the teacher's book, I seemed to see my story, the very sentence I wanted to write. Sasil 사실 선생이 이 책을 쓰던 1970년대 초만 하더라도 우리 학문의 핵심 과제 가운데 하나가 식민통치 잔재 극복이었다. 역사학에서 시작하여 국학 분야의 다른 학문으로 번진 우리의 민족주의 프레임은 식민지 컴플렉스를 떨치기 위해서 한 번은 거쳐야 할 것이었다. 식민사관의 자학적 한국사와 한국인의 부정적 정체성으로는 근대화의 당당한 주체가 될수 없었기 때문이다. On the contrary, I read the whole book to obtain the big picture of Korean literature, but I couldn't really agree with the latter part of the book. I understand why the book is meaningful at the academic level, but I disagree with its core arguments. This is the part that asserts the possibility of spontaneous birth of modern Korean literature by raising the origin of it to the Yeongjo and Jeongjo eras in Joseon, the last dynasty of Korea. In fact, even in the early 1970s, when the teacher wrote this book, one of the core tasks of our study was to overcome the remains of the colonial era. Our nationalist frame, beginning from history and spreading to other disciplines in the field of nationality, would have to go through once to shake off the colonial past. This is because it was difficult to independently move toward modernization with the self-tormenting and negative identity of Korean people rooted in colonial oppression. However, 
역사에서 승자는 늘 타자의 문을 연 개방국가였다. 동일자의 순수성에 집착하면 할수록 악마적 속성을 드러내며 몰락해갔다는 것이 역사의 보편적 진리다. 그런데 산업혁명과 근대화의 흐름에서 뒤쳐져 제국주의 침탈을 받은 후진국에서는 상대적으로 민족주의 프레임이 매혹적으로 다가오는 것도 사실이다. 하지만 현실을 엄밀하게 파악하지 않고서는 내적 성숙 또한 불가하다. 우리의 현실은 자존심으로만 이루어지지 않으며 세계를 구성하는 다양한 힘들에 대한 냉철한 이해 없이는 여전히 후진성을 벗어나기가 어렵다. 그런 점에서 우리에게 민족주의란 거칠 수밖에 는 없지만 동시에 극복해야만 하는 역사적 과제로서 선생과 김윤식이 함께 쓴 한국문학사는 꼭 있어야만 하는 책이었지만 아울러 민족주의 극복이라는 미완의 과제를 안고 있는 저술이기도 하다. However, I don't really agree with that as one from a different generation. And I even think that his perspective is dangerous. Because overcoming colonialism does not have to be nationalism. In history, the winner has always been a country open to the other. It is a universal truth of history that the more obsessed with the purity of the same, the more it reveals the evil nature and faults. However, it's also true that the frame of nationalism is relatively enchanting in the backward countries, which have fallen behind in the flow of industrial revolution and modernization, and suffered from imperialism. However, it's impossible to mature without a strict understanding of reality. Our reality is not made with pride alone. and it's still difficult to escape backwardness without a thorough understanding of the various forces that make up the world. In this respect, nationalism is something we had to go through, but also a historical task that must be overcome at the same time. Therefore, the book Korean Literature History, written by the teacher and Yoon Si Kim, was a must-have book But it's also a work that has an unfinished task of overcoming nationalism. 그런데 문득 내가 선생에게 배운 가장 큰 지혜가 사랑의 말, 말의 사랑이라는 것에 생각이 가 닿았다. 공감의 비평이란 부제를 붙일 만큼 그는 타자와의 관계를 중요하게 탐구한 사람이다. 공감이란 선생의 비평 방법론이자 삶의 윤리였다. 그가 정신분석학에 오래도록 관심을 쏟은 것도 그런 점에서 이해해야 한다. 에로스를 통해 대상 혹은 타자와 하나가 되는 것이야말로 존재의 본성이기 때문이다. 하지만 그 에로스가 심리적인 차원에만 머무는 것은 아니다. 선생은 프랑크푸르트 학파의 비판미학을 높이 평가했다. 그때의 비판은 공격과 거부만을 의미하지 않는다. 오히려 진정한 비판은 도달할 수 있는 최대한의 사랑의 진경을 보여주는 일이다. Suddenly, I thought that the biggest wisdom I learned from my teacher was words of love, love of words. He was the person who deeply explored the relationship with others. and his works were called Criticism of Empathy. 
Empathy was the teacher's critic methodology in life ethics. It is in this sense that he has long been interested in psychoanalysis. It's because it is the nature of existence to be one with others through eros. However, the eros is not only a psychological dimension. The teacher highly appreciated the critical aesthetics at the Frankfurt School. And here, criticism doesn't always mean attack or rejection. Rather, the real criticism is to show the maximum of love that can be reached. I rediscovered myself in the process of objectifying and expressing myself to the teacher, and I recognized that living daily life is not meaningless exhaustion in a world without a reason, but actually life itself is the process of constantly questioning and thinking of its meaning. And I've learned it just through casual conversations with him. Through the discovery dialogue with the teacher, I became mature enough to know that life is eventually a fight against meaninglessness, and literature is an open format that is comprehensively exploring its meaning. 선생은 내게 죽음을 두려워하지 않을 수 있는 삶을 사랑하는 철학을 남겨주었다. 그의 모든 것이 따뜻한 사랑이지만 그래도 굳이 나누자면 염결과 성실의 학자적 면모보다는 그것을 넘어 꿈꾸고 즐기며 행복해한 비평가로서의 모습이 나는 좋다. 그래서인지 완벽할 것만 같은 모습 못지않게 아프고 쇠해서 고통스러웠던 그 모습까지도 삶이라는 뜨거운 상징으로 나는 받아들인다. The teacher left me with a life-loving philosophy that might not fear death. I love all his characters, but I like him as a critic who dreams, enjoys, and is happy beyond that of a diligent scholar. That's why I accept his painful and sick appearance as a symbol of his passionate life as much as the appearance of his professional perfection. that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening i'm posting these quotes on instagram as well so check out the instagram at breathe.in.korean 
Also, feel free to share your thoughts by leaving a review on iTunes or message me on Instagram. I'll be back with other messages in the next episode. I hope you all make your true self happy today, as always. Goodbye, everyone.